When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town, where they're suddenly interested in baseball again. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals' 2 nothing win and Max Scherzer's second no-hitter of the season. Unbelievable night in City Field. We'll get to it right away, Dave. 4-1-1 ERA, 3-8-9 FIP. 2.05 walks per nine, 11.19 K per nine, and 87 two-thirds innings pitched, 251, 301, 472 lines since the All-Star break, 17 home runs in the second half. That's 1.75 home runs for nine after he gave up just uh, 10 home runs and 132 innings pitched in the first half. But enough all that noise. Nine up and nine down on 36 pitches, 12 up and down on 46, 15 up and down on 55. A throwing error by Escobar ruins Scherzer's bid for perfection, but he gets to the next three Mets in a row. 19 up, 18 down on 68 pitches, 22 and 21 up and down on 80, 25 and 24 up and down on 93 pitches, 16 Ks, gets his Fettis, uh, 15 Ks at that point, gets his Fettis swinging for 16, Duda for 17, nine straight Ks at that point. 28 up, 27 down after he pops up Granderson to end the game. Just an unbelievable night by Max Scherzer. Second no-hitter of the season, 109 pitches, 80 strikes, 17 Ks total. Just a dominant performance out there on the mound. Yeah, you know, if you're a fan of Bill James and his game score um, theory, uh, Scherzer's 104 tonight is second only to Kerry Woods' uh, 105 way back in the day. Just a tremendous, tremendous performance. Um, I, I don't really uh, acknowledge the whole perfect game because those are the things that the pitcher has no control over. But if you realize that um, that Max Scherzer was a bloop single and a a really ridiculous hit by pitch on a guy that leaned into it, uh, plus Escobar's error, those three plays, he was away from pitching three perfect games this year. It's just it's just ridiculous. You know, it's it's not just the no hitters. It's he didn't have a walk in any one of those three games. I mean, he was just just in complete total control the entire time. And um, and yes, the next season is going to end in disappointment. They're not going to go to the playoffs. And um, you know, Scherzer went through a period of this year where um, where he he had some struggles, did not pitch as well as he had uh, earlier in the season. But uh, but man, you know, you just got to put that stuff away. I mean, you have to enjoy baseball for what it is. And uh, this is an instance where even in a meaningless game something meaningful can happen, and really that can happen at any time you go to a baseball game. But just uh, just tremendous to watch history being made in front of us. I mean, that was simply one of the most dominant starts in Major League Baseball history, and we got to watch it um, and, and enjoy it. And, and hopefully Nats fans can enjoy it and look past the disappointments with everything else and just enjoy it for what it is. And it's hard to, to grasp the uh, the historical significance of it so close to it here, but um, but just the, the three starts that Scherzer had this year were just so statistically dominant outside of anything that any pitcher has done 
um, in one season in Major League history. Just really something new to consider. Doc has 17 Ks on 109 pitches, just a picture of efficiency all night, finally putting to rest the P2K versus pitch-to-contact battle. P2K is obviously superior when you can strike out 17 batters in the game. The most ties Nolan Ryan for the most Ks in the no-hitter since 1900 with the 17 tonight. Just an absolutely dominant performance all around for Max Scherzer, and we'll give Yunel Escobar a whipping at some point for messing up his bids for a perfect game. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we've we've seen this before. You know, come on, double digit strikeouts, the no hitter. Bring us something new, Max. I mean, I'm I'm really kind of getting tired of it. The games are over so quickly. You know, we can't really enjoy the rhythm of the baseball. Sorry, I couldn't keep it up that, that long. Uh, a, a fantastic game. Uh, my only complaint here, uh, we were talking before the show, and you you were saying how you. You started listening on the radio and couldn't tune away once it was going on because, you know, uh, you, everyone's got to do their part. And myself, I came to the game an hour late, and so I, I'm watching it on my DVR, and my usual scheme to try and catch up is I'll, I'll skip between at-bats when the Nats are up, and then I'll watch the pitching on fast-forward, you know, because I can see all the pitches and go through it kind of quickly. And I kind of realized what was going on after about four innings, and I'm sitting there going, dang it, I have to watch the whole thing on fast-forward now. Or else, <laughs> but you know we, we all we all do our part, and uh, you know I, I did this for you, Nats fans. You're welcome. I, I watched a, a near perfect game with 17 strikeouts on fast forward. <laughs> Luckily, when I caught up in the in the ninth inning, it was still okay. So that worked out. Hey, hey Tom, is that you? It is. Tom Bridge from the District Sports page joining us as well. Tom, this is not the last game of the season, so not the way to end the season. I was about to misspeak, but a great way for the Nationals to go into the break here. A nice celebration from the Nationals after the game, even though that class with Mets fans were booing a no-hitter, but just a dominant outing for Max Scherzer, as we mentioned several times here, 17 Ks and just complete domination on the mound in the next to last game of the season. Wait, do they have to play tomorrow? Uh, but but I found myself coming back to a quote from the Lion in Winter over and over again tonight. When all that is left is the fall, the fall matters very much. And Max Scherzer made it matter in the best possible way on Saturday night at City Field. And, uh, you know, if this is how we have to go into the offseason, uh, maybe all is not lost. Dave, it is a tough way to go in the off season, but a good way to end it and kind of go out on a good note. The Nationals here taking two or three from the division-winning Mets. They're going to send them out with, without home field advantage. It looks like they're going to give the Dodgers home field advantage by beating the Mets here. I haven't checked the stats to, or standings to see what it is, but if you're going to go out, at least go out fighting and taking two or three from the Mets here at least makes a little bit of a statement that they haven't quit yet, even with a sort of a B lineup out there. Some of the kids are out there, Trey Turner, Wilmer Defoe out there for just long enough to make a silly play at first and hurt his hand apparently, but just a nice way to end the season, if nothing else, and get a little bit of revenge on the Mets, even though in the end it doesn't count for much. Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the season, if you would have told anybody that um, that Bryce Harper was going to be the MVP and Matt Scherzer would pitch two no-hitters and a one-hitter, and they'd be celebrating on October 3rd in City Field, you'd have figured that they would be celebrating a division title or, or something along those lines. But uh, um, unfortunately, that period in August kind of derailed the match plans, and 
Um, you know, no division title, no playoff for them this year. But, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of turnover um, this offseason. There's going to be a lot of changes made in D.C. But um, but the nice thing to remember is that uh, Scherzer and Harper both are still going to be on the Nationals, and, and those two alone um, give the Nats fans uh, reason to hope for next year. Um, there's, there's still an awful lot of talent there. We saw some of the young talent, like you mentioned today. Um, just uh, just a disappointing season, but uh, a tremendous way to, to finish on a high note. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if the Nats want to start a new tradition by throwing a no-hitter on the last weekend of the season, I'm all for it. I think that's just a great way to, to go into the offseason, regardless of whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. So, as Dave mentioned, kind of wasting a fantastic season by Bryce Harper. He hit his 42nd home run of the year, uh, first game of two today, taking Addison Reed deep on a breaking ball that didn't quite break enough. Three to one at that point when he put the Nats ahead. 42 home runs. He took a hit by pitch in the game as well that kept him out of the second game. So he's one uh, RBI shy of 100 on the year, meaningless RBIs, but just a fantastic season by Harper, who absolutely crushed that ball earlier today to give the Nats a win in the first of two. Yeah, uh, a, a wonderful season by Harper, and even though the, the the rest of the Nats really struggled to to keep up with him, or in some cases to keep up with league average or replacement level, uh, a great individual season like that is still a uh, a wonderful thing to have as a fan because we can sit here, we can we can root for the individual awards, or we can just enjoy seeing him hit monster taters like that. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Clint Robinson certainly put a charge into the ball earlier in that same game. And uh, I, I recall that landing even further uh, back in the upper deck than uh, than Harper's did. And uh, he's he's been another very pleasant surprise here uh, in the season when we've had a, a lot of injuries, a lot of players have had to try and, and step up and step in. And as we've mentioned before, Robinson has been, uh, been a nice one to watch. Not as nice as Harper, of course, but... Uh, Still a good one and something that we can look forward to seeing next season. Yeah, I mean, just about clear that so-called Pepsi porch out there in right field. He came about two or three rows short of hitting one out of the, over the stands, which is kind of shocking. But, Tom, um, what do you think is more shocking at this point? The 30-year-old rookie, Clint Robinson, coming up with his 10th home run, putting together a great season when he was kind of a out-of-nowhere addition to the Nats this winter they signed him to a free agent deal, minor league deal, if I remember correctly. He made the roster out of spring training, surprisingly, and really put together a good season. But that more surprising or the fact that Dan Ugla hung around long enough to hit another home run tonight for one of the only two runs the Nationals scored in the 2 nothing win? I, I can't tell you which one surprises me more because they're both completely <laughs> baffling against the all-odds, much like much of the rest of the Nationals season if we look at it from the negative perspective. But, you know, Nats fans should uh, enjoy Clint Robinson while he's here. I expect he'll be back next year as a bench bat. Uh, and, you know, first base relief for Ryan Zimmerman if Zimmerman can get healthy. Uh, and, you know, I, I, w- <laughs> I never thought that I would be saying a fond farewell to Dan Ugla. I always thought that I would be saying an ironic farewell to Dan Ugla. I always thought that I would be scowling as Dan Ugla comes off the Nationals roster. Uh, or that he was DFA'd, or, or, or any of these other things. I never thought that I would be honest to God saying, you know, I'm kind of going to miss that guy. Uh, I'm not going to miss his low OBP. I'm not going to miss his <laughs> low batting average. But, you know, defensively, he's done it where it counts for the Nats. Um, he had two mammoth homers this year. 
that were completely memorable. And, you know, I, if he doesn't end up back in Washington next season, you know, I wish him well wherever he lands. Dave, I have written in my notes here, do you mind if I don't avoid noticing that Felipe Rivero was given the ball in the ninth inning in the last two games where there was a save opportunity? <laughs> Max Scherzer went out tonight, but the two previous games, a young left-hander, my favorite lefty in the league, hard-throwing Felipe Rivero, getting two save opportunities late in the season here. I, I don't know if it actually means anything in the long run other than that no one else is available since Soren's out, Applebaum's suspended, and I don't know who else they'd give it to at this point, but another kind of out-of-nowhere season, as we're mentioning, Ugla and Robinson. Felipe Rivero started the season at AA. Had started previous seasons. They slipped into a relief role. He just came out of nowhere and has kind of taken the league by storm. Not the greatest numbers in the world, but an impressive run from a young lefty. Yeah, for guys that never pitched above AA before this season, uh, absolutely a tremendous performance. Um, and and taking advantage of the, of the opportunities where he's getting them here late in the season with one closer suspended and the other one self-immolated. But, uh, um, you know, it wouldn't be Nats nightly if we weren't going to uh, uh, to give Matt Williams at least a little bit of a hard time here. Um, <laughs> Rivero, pitching, Rivero pitching five days in a row. What the hell is that? Uh, just be lucky I don't mention the fact that Matt Williams went to great and left him in against the right-hander after he got the lefty he was supposed to face out in that first game and gave up the tying run. But we'll skip over that and go to the more horrible Matt Williams news for Matt Williams, at least, even though Nats Town seems to be celebrating. I will note that when John Heyman comes up with trade rumors Nationals fans don't like, they'll dismiss him at the drop of a hat. But when he says yesterday that Matt Williams is going to be let go at the end of the season, doghouse, just go around the horn with all three of you on this one at this point. But uh, Heyman reports that he's going to get the pink slip once the season ends. Mike Rizzo is staying. I, I really didn't think for a second that Rizzo was going to go unless the Lerner family was completely out of their mind. But from what they're saying, Willie, uh, Heyman said at least yesterday, Matt Williams gone after one more game tomorrow. So is that a surprise at all to you? Are you fully expecting that after what's gone on this season? And what do you think the Nationals do next? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I, I haven't been a fan of, of Williams' in-game management, particularly the bunting. Stop bunting! But uh, <laughs> I, I was willing to accept it because managers do a lot of other things and intangibles and clubhouse and blah, blah, blah. But uh, in the wake of Verluga's article, basically saying that uh, apparently uh, the team isn't re, uh, really responding to him well there, uh, I think that there's there's really not much hope for him to stay, and it's, it's not much of a surprise he's going. As for what the Nats do, maybe they give Nora a chance, but I think they maybe look for a veteran manager, as we've talked about on, on some other shows. I think given the level of talent that's there on the team and uh, the need for uh, veteran in-game play management, uh, you, you want someone with some more experience, uh, someone maybe a little less mechanical in the way they approach things, someone who actually pays attention to the matchups. Uh, <laughs> insert rant about relief aces here. Uh, Tom, as Dave mentioned earlier, there's going to be a little bit of a turnover. You're going to have a kind of new-look Nationals going out there. If you weren't comfortable with Matt Williams and what he did this year, maybe it is a good idea to turn it over at this point when you're going to have Ian Jasmine, Zimmerman, Fister, Denard Span all likely leaving after this season. I uh, will not miss Matt Williams when he is gone. I uh, have been, you know, it, it, it's, 
I have lots of feelings when it comes to the manager of the, the current manager of the Washington Nationals, and most of them involve the word disappointment. And as much as I really want to see Matt Williams do well in the manager's seat, he can't do it in Washington. And if we saw anything in the last week's events, is that he's both lost the clubhouse and is, you know, be clueless about the clubhouse, and you know, doesn't show enough basic intellectual curiosity about what's going on in his own house to make him a good, solid manager. I'd really love to see the Nationals grab a veteran manager, someone who's got a lot of experience uh, working with you know baseball players, for example, not just a player himself. And while there's temptation to go after somebody like Cal Ripken, I'd really rather see them go to somebody no. who put in their time. <laughs> Dave, just to wrap up, your thoughts on uh, Heyman's article and what's to come for the Nationals. Do they go with a veteran manager like Tom just said? I can't imagine them going with a manager with no experience, again, the way this turned out. But I'm happy to hear that Mike Rizzo is going to be coming back. As I said, I really was hoping that he wasn't going to fall on his sword for the man that he picked as manager, even though everyone with the Nationals picked uh, Matt Williams when they did. But looks like Rizzo is going to stay. Williams is out after tomorrow's game at some point. Yeah, you know, Heyman's article doesn't surprise me. CBS Sports has been reporting most of the season that there's been problems in the Nats clubhouse. Uh, they were the first ones, too. They have done it repeatedly uh, when everyone else has been quiet now that everybody else has jumped on the bandwagon. Um, it, it's 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 even less shocking. And um, quite frankly, Barry Salugas' uh, uh, three-part deconstruction of the Nats season this year is just the icing on the cake with it. Um, he had so many players quoted um, in that three piece and, and another article that he wrote that um, that it's just impossible for uh, the Nationals to bring back Matt, bring back Matt Williams as the field manager. Um, you know, it's one thing when you lose your clubhouse; it's another thing when you lose the dugout. And it was clear during the altercation between Papelbon and Harper that he's, he's even he, uh, excuse me has even lost the dugout. So it's time for him to go. I echo everybody's sentiments that I'd rather see them go for a a veteran manager, somebody that's managed in the playoffs before, uh, someone that has shown, uh, you know, a demonstrative ability to manage a bullpen. Um, the Nets have enough talent that you shouldn't have a guy come in here that, that, that's thinking that he's going to win games for the Nets. You need a manager that is going to keep them from losing. And um, there's a big difference there between the type of managers that you want. And I think the Nationals need somebody that's got um, an even hand but enough experience that when something comes up, he's seen it before and knows how to deal with it. Max Scherzer with his second no-hitter of the season. A great way to end here. 17 Ks and just a dominant performance. I'll say the word dominant for, I think, the 61st time this uh, show. But Nats Nightly is sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. If the stars don't align to get us all back on here tomorrow night, just want to thank you guys for another great season of doing this. I think we had close to, if not, 100,000 downloads on the year, so people are listening, which frightens me to no end. But at Nationals DSP for Dave on Twitter, at Tom Bridge DSP on Twitter for Tom. Doghouse still does not like Twitter. Matt Knightley signing off for the night, and good to talk to you guys all season, and hopefully we'll be back next year doing the same. Go Matt.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.